Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 30th of May. India's coronavirus tally rose to 1,73,763 even as states continue to chalk out the next phase of the lockdown from Monday. The country recorded 7,964 new infections in the last 24 hours. This is the highest daily rise in infections so far. The death toll now stands at 4,971. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, in a letter to the nation, said that the migrant workers, labourers and others had undergone tremendous suffering during the coronavirus crisis. He wrote, and I quote, There are many challenges and problems that our country faces. I am working day and night. There could be deficiencies in me, but there is nothing that our country lacks. So I believe in you, your strength and your abilities even more than I believe in myself. Unquote. The Prime Minister's words, however, sounded quite hollow in the face of the recently released data by the Railway Protection Force that was reviewed by the Hindustan Times. According to it, nearly 80 migrant workers have died of starvation or heat sickness between May 9th and May 27th while travelling on special trains to their hometowns. Out of these, 18 deaths have occurred in the northeastern railway zone, 19 in the north central zone, and 13 in the east coast railway zone. Nearly 80% of the special trains falling in these zones were destined for Uttar Pradesh and Bihar. Some of those who died were as young as 4 years old. इनकी आंखों से छलकते हुए आंसू यह बयान करते हैं कि लॉकडाउन की मार अगर किसी पर सबसे ज्यादा पड़ी है तो वो इस देश के मजदूर हैं पिछले दो महीने से खाने की कमी और पैसे की दिक्कत झेल रहे प्रदीप सिंह उस वक्त टूट गए जब पुलिस ने पुणे अहमदनगर हाईवे पर मौजूद सिकरापुर पोस्ट से उन्हें बैरंग वापस लौटा दिया वह इलाहाबाद अपने घर जाना चाह रहे थे That was an excerpt from one of our recent in-depth ground reports on the migrant workers crisis by our reporter Pratik Goyal. Pratik was on the road for the story that was a part of our News Laundry Sena project funded completely by 13 of our readers. So here is a huge shout out to Sridhar Raghuraman, Ravinder Dasila, Vishal Sharma, Huma Siddiqui, Siddharth P, Kashif Saeed, Srikanth, Yatish C, Neelkanth, Tejaswini and other News Laundry Sena members. In Pratik's own words and I quote As I set out to drive nearly 300 kilometers on the Pune Indore highway I was prepared to hear stories of despair but what I witnessed was worse than what I could have ever imagined and all I could think was how we as their fellow countrymen had utterly failed them unquote Do read his report titled 200 rupees left and 1300 kilometers to go traveling with migrants on the Pune Indore highway Also dear listeners as many of you might know News Laundry is a completely ad free news platform. Ours is a subscriber based news model because we think when the advertiser pays the advertiser is served but when the public pays the public is served. So if you think we are deserving of your steady contribution please subscribe to us. Go to our website www.newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Thank you in advance. India is now the ninth worst hit country according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. 
The next phase of the lockdown, to kickstart from Monday, is likely to prune the list of prohibited activities further and allow states to decide on the opening of malls and multiplexes, places of worship and dine-in restaurants. The government may also consider relaxing night curfew hours based on suggestions from health experts. An official has said that the decision to impose a curfew from 7pm to 7am was not exactly based on technical consideration of health and that there is no harm if it is extended at least to 9pm. However, based on suggestions from various states, strict curbs are likely to continue in containment zones and there will also be some restrictions in 13 key cities where the concentration of COVID-19 cases is very high. Meanwhile, at least two people from the Ministry of External Affairs have tested positive for coronavirus. Maharashtra alone has more than 60,000 cases of COVID-19 and the death toll in the state has crossed 3,000. The state government has received 25 complaints against hospitals for overcharging patients for COVID-19 treatment. In most cases, patients complained that they had to pay a high cost for personal protective equipment. Dr. Sudhakar Shinde, who is in charge of handling hospital-related complaints, said that till now 22 complaints have been resolved and the hospitals have agreed to reduce bills. Following frequent complaints about difficulty in finding hospital beds for coronavirus-afflicted staffers, the BMC Employees Union has now demanded dedicated hospital beds to be allotted for the civic staff. The union has claimed that due to a shortage of beds, there have been instances where civic employees who are at the front line of the fight against the coronavirus pandemic have had to wait for hours and in many cases take admission at hospitals outside the BMC's limit. Delhi has recorded 17,386 cases and the death toll stands at 398. Of the total cases recorded so far, only 2,100 are in hospitals. The rest have been discharged. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said, and I quote, Most people who have contracted the illness have mild or no symptoms. They are recovering at their home, unquote. He also said that as of today, the city has 6,600 beds for the patients. And by next week, his government is planning to take that figure to 9,500. The Delhi government has declared the Guru Tegh Bahadur Hospital, which has 500 beds, as a designated COVID-19 facility. The chief minister also announced the launch of a mobile app on Monday that will help the patients in Delhi track the number of hospital beds available in the city. In Gujarat, the total number of positive cases has reached 15,966, out of which 6,370 are active cases. The state has reported 984 deaths so far. During the two months of COVID-19 lockdown, relief worth 9,500 crore rupees has been extended to Gujarat by both the centre and state governments. Milan Torwani, the secretary of the finance department, said, and I quote, under various schemes announced by the Gujarat government, 3,700 crore rupees of relief is being provided across the state. The last welfare scheme to be declared was the Atmanirbhar Gujarat Sahai Yojana, where the state government has absorbed a significant portion of the interest on small loans up to 1 lakh rupees. Unquote. He added that most of the relief that is coming to the state from the centre is under the Pradhan Mantri Garib Kalyan Yojana package. The tally of coronavirus cases in Rajasthan rose to 8,414 after the state reported 49 more infections. Rajasthan's Chief Minister Ashok Gehloth directed continuation of the night curfew in the state even after May 31st to minimise the risk of a spurt in coronavirus infections. The death toll in the state stands at 185 after one death was reported today. 
with Madhya Pradesh's Indore district reporting 87 more coronavirus positive cases in the last 24 hours, the tally of such patients in the district has mounted to 3,431. As three more persons succumbed to the infection in the district, the number of victims has risen to 129. Indore is one of the worst affected districts in the country in terms of the coronavirus numbers. Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan has directed the health department and doctors to conduct an analysis of each death caused by COVID in the state so far. The state has recorded more than 7,600 cases and 329 deaths. Karnataka, with more than 2,500 cases and 48 deaths, withdrew the Sunday curfew across the state. According to the order by the Karnataka's Chief Secretary, TM Vijay Bhaskar the curfew was withdrawn following a request by the general public however the lockdown from 7 pm to next day 7 am will continue as usual since services will return as usual during the day ksrtc buses will also be allowed to run from tomorrow at least 3500 buses will be in service west bengal has reported 2736 active cases and 302 deaths until now The total number of cases now stands at 4813. West Bengal's Fire Services Minister Sujit Bose and his wife have tested positive for the novel coronavirus, making him the first such case in the Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee-led cabinet. The couple has been quarantined at home and has mild symptoms. Meanwhile, Andhra Pradesh's total tally has reached 3300 with 60 deaths. Now for some international updates on the virus. Over 6 million people have been infected with the coronavirus worldwide with more than 367,000 deaths. Close to 2.6 million people have recovered so far. The US alone accounts for 30% of the cases, way ahead of Brazil with 7.2% cases, Russia with 6.6%, the UK with 4.7%, Spain with 4.1% and Italy with 4%. Just over 4 months after the US government confirmed the first known case of coronavirus, more than 1.7 million people have contracted the virus and more than 100,000 have died. The death toll in the country is far higher than in any other nation in the world. In fact, the number of fatalities exceeds the number of US military combat fatalities in every conflict since the Korean War. It matches the toll in the United States of the 1968 flu pandemic and it is approaching 116,000 killed in another flu outbreak a decade before that. Meanwhile, the US president has said that he is terminating the nation's relationship with the World Health Organization. Donald Trump, who had previously threatened the WHO of withholding funding from the organization, has said that US will redirect the money to other bodies. Trump had earlier cut funding to the WHO calling it China's puppet. He threatened that the funding freeze would be permanent unless the health body made reforms. Another UK government adviser has questioned the government's plan to ease the lockdown. Sir Jeremy Farrow, a member of the scientific advisory group for emergencies, voiced his approval of the comments made by his colleague Professor John Edmonds, who said that the government is taking risks by relaxing measures from Monday. While former Prime Minister Theresa May has said that Dominic Cummings, a senior Downing Street aide, did not follow the spirit of the UK's lockdown rules with his actions that violated the lockdown, her successor Boris Johnson has refused to sack Cummings. This is despite anecdotal evidence lending weight to the experts' concerns that his transgressions harmed the country's public health efforts during an epidemic that has killed tens of thousands of people in the country. 
Russia recorded its biggest increase yet in coronavirus-related deaths on Friday, with 232 more deaths in the last 24 hours, pushing the nationwide total to 4,374. Officials said that 8,572 new infections had been confirmed, bringing the national tally to 387,623. Russia has the third highest coronavirus total in the world after United States and Brazil. In the face of questioning over the country's comparatively low coronavirus death toll given its high infection rates, Russian officials have said that its low virus death figures are also down to mass testing which has identified many cases with mild or no symptoms. Iran identified the highest rise in new cases in a day since early April with 2819 more people testing positive on Friday. Coronavirus cases now exceed 147000 in the country. Health authorities in South Africa say that the country has a backlog of nearly 100000 unprocessed coronavirus tests as it and other countries on the continent face difficulties in obtaining essential supplies. South Africa has conducted more tests from the virus than any other country in Africa, more than 655,000, and has the most number of confirmed cases at 27,403. Now for some non-coronavirus news. The European Parliament Subcommittee on Human Rights has written to the Union Home Minister Amit Shah expressing concern about the recent arrest of activists Gautam Naulakha and Anand Teltumbade by the National Investigative Agency. The committee urged India to immediately release all political prisoners in view of the coronavirus pandemic. The activists are accused in the Bhima Koregaon case. In the letter, European Union Special Representative for Human Rights Maria Arena said that it was particularly alarming how human rights defenders cannot conduct advocacy activities, especially in favor of India's poorest and most marginalized communities, without becoming subject to intimidation and harassment. The subcommittee also questioned India's use of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or UAPA to portray legitimate peaceful protests against the Citizenship Amendment Act and other government laws and policies as terrorist activities. The amended UAPA allows for the government to prescribe individuals as terrorists and empowers more officers in the National Investigation Agency to probe cases. A person charged under the act can be jailed for up to 7 years. The committee said and I quote it is worrying that terrorism charges are being used to silence human rights activists such as Safura Zargar Gulfisha Fatima Khalid Saifi Miran Haider Shifa Ur Rahman Dr Kafil Khan Asif Iqbal and Sharjeel Imam who were recently arrested by the police unquote Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com Do listen to my latest conversation with Tongam Reena on our website It is titled NL Conversation Tongam Reena on racism and big media's ignorance about the northeast. Tongam, an award-winning journalist, is an editor at the Arunachal Times. With a deep concern for nature, Tongam is a credible and critical voice from the India's northeast for which she has paid a heavy price. She has had to deal with state hostility, online outrage, and even a near fatal attack. In this interview, she spoke to me about how the very landscape of the Northeast has shaped her journey as an environmental journalist, how journalists in the region struggle to obtain information, and of course the coronavirus pandemic. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you.